0: Welcome back to The Star Podcast, everyone. We have Matthew Jang. You're in uh, L.A. right
1: now. Yes, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy yeah. to be here.
0: Good morning to you. Good morning to you.
1: Yeah, so, and, um, and
0: good evening to you.
2: <laughs> cheers. <laughs>
0: so um, how long have you been in L.A.? Because you, you've you moved around quite a bit, and i am struggled to put my finger on when you moved from where.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, most recently I moved to LA about a year ago. So last January. So I've been here a little over a year. Um, I'm here getting a master's degree. So, Oh, hell yeah. yeah. What what are you doing? I'm getting my master's in uh, clinical counseling, so psychology.
0: Oh, right. Okay, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Nice one. And it was Hawaii before that and then Hong Kong before that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Hong Kong, Hawaii... Uh, sometime in 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 the uk and then uh and now london i mean sorry no not los angeles
0: yeah 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 wait in the uk yeah. how how long were you in the uk because i know we met oh. in 2018 you were in yeah. brighton with ty
1: yes i was uh just there for about six six months oh I yeah
0: had no
2: idea.
0: oh crazy crazy we didn't uh meet up more mad where did you yeah, just spend actually, most of your time
1: i was in um i was working with a nonprofit organization uh partnering with like different churches and stuff uh like and also like you know i'm working with the homeless just community things um i was also like training as much as i could um but we were based in neesden neesden it's like it's like an hour and a half like outside the city we had to commute by bus every day
0: okay oh you did um what's it called the um the thing with daniel illabaka and george mayfield for for the human trafficking yeah 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 i did
1: that as well that was that was 2019 that was 2019 yeah yeah okay Uh, just that was called justice in motion
0: justice in motion
1: yeah 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 yeah. that was a good time
0: Phil Holford as well. One of my old students was a part of it. Um, he's yeah, the yeah, 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 dancer yeah. dude with dreads, who's an amazing yeah. mover. Like he's uh, yeah,
1: he was an amazing actor. Yeah, oh, so oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know he was one of your students.
0: I mean, I say that, but I, I, he's one of the one of the kind of students where I, it would just be wrong to take any credit for, <laughs> for yeah. the guy's um, progress or yeah, anything. Yeah. An absolute natural. I think he had a. Uh, um, like mostly a dance background, like contemporary uh-huh. dance, but then um, did lots of uh, well parkour and ido portal kind of movement stuff. But real yeah, yeah. and he he was um, yeah last I saw of him he was in like a go- really like animatronic gorilla suit kind of thing, and he's mm. done like okay. a lot of gorillary kind of stuff. Um <laughs> no, yeah. w we'll talk about Leo Urban later and, and his the real okay, yeah, yeah. stuff. But
1: but oh yeah. yeah. No, his movement his movement is, is so mesmerizing. I just remember seeing him on the stage and just being like, wow, that is I can I can really feel what he's trying to express. But yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you remember the whole um idea behind that perform that performance um and how it related to human trafficking? Because I remember it was you were all um your costume was like construction workers
1: yeah yeah so the idea was that um you know in 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 different parts of europe there's you know different immigrants from africa or other parts of the middle east who come in to work and uh, basically their their passports get taken from them they're not really given a, a fair wage and they're basically forced to work in these construction areas so the idea was that um they would have parkour athletes moving about this construction site that also doubled as like a parkour park slash structure and just move around and portray the story of uh an immigrant who you know was stuck
0: okay yeah yeah, yeah. so it, it sounds like you're talking about dubai in a nutshell pretty much but is is that kind yeah. of stuff happening more like around the world did did you find out did you know
1: I I forget the numbers but it's it's a crazy number like I think um like modern day slavery is is probably you know just as... I mean I, I mean to get I don't know how we can gauge the severity but like to varying degrees it's pretty prevalent in the, in the you know throughout the world
0: Jesus Christ yeah probably UK has got <laughs> has got blood on its yeah. hands with that oh my god I don't Yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah. oh man <laughs> where where can we um where can the people go and watch that video? I asked for the people and for myself as well, because I only saw like snippets back then of, of the yeah, video, is, but I remember like <laughs> some very elaborate choreography. And of course, Daniel yeah. backer George Mayfield as well. Like,
1: mm-hmm. um, I'm not entirely sure where you can see the whole performance, but on Instagram, they're called justice in motion. Um, yeah. And I'm sure there are links. I'm trying to, Look at it now, but currently they're working on a different project. I'm not sure, but it looks pretty cool and involves like BMX bikers and parkour people. So they're doing a lot of cool things. Um, definitely worth, worth checking out for sure.
0: Oh, nice. How did, how did you, how did you get into that? Were you just in the area or is it, is it through, um, working with Danny and various like church organization things?
1: Yeah. So, uh, wow. That's a good question. A uh, long story. Um, so you, you know, of the inspired tour, are you familiar? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 So there's inspired tour. And then amongst the community, that's part of that, um, basically a handful of people, you know, one guy was a carpenter, a lady was uh, working in theater and, um, we had the parkour guy. We also had Danny and we're like, you know, how can we mix, parkour, you know, woodworking and like theater together. And the carpenter was like, hey, I can create this panel that we can use um, with the bar setup to create like these platforms. And basically mm-hmm. um, the panels will just slide in and whatnot. And then the theater gal was like, you know, we could use that as a stage and have moving parts. And then uh, of course, like Danny and the other parkour was like, oh yeah, we can have parkour guys doing this stuff instead of just regular theater actors, you know? Mm-hmm. How cool would it be? Um, <clears throat> to make that happen so it was just kind of like um a, a group of people like within the inspired community that kind of put their brains together and like hey we can you know put this together and you know and make a difference and um i think that's what we did so mm.
2: oh yeah amazing
0: i swear yeah. performance has i feel like parkour performance has only as an industry we haven't tapped into that as much as we could have i feel and mm-hmm. there have been so few um to be fair like i don't know if you've heard of urban playground it's it came Mm -hmm. from it came from brighton but it also two of the performers that were a part of it were charles and malik from the amikasi i don't even know the connection there or how this guy alistair O'Loughlin from brighton got the two of the early founders of parkour to do performances but this is like going back to 2006 and Mm -hmm. yeah urban playground um but yeah i feel like the choreography back then for what it was and it was very contemporary dance based as well but it had lots of heavy parkour stuff as well yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. i feel like chore- choreography wise we could make some really cool stuff and yeah. and if, i feel like it might be a, a really untapped kind of market yeah. and and there is um what louis alkmeen and bart van der linden did uh we we saw them last year in London. Um, what was the show? I can't remember the name of it, but they've been touring that around for like six years on and off, mm-hmm. and and that's uh, something where they're like you said collaborating with BMXers, and this one had rollerbladers, yeah, yeah. freestyle football, and yeah, I swear it's untapped. It just could be like another um, stream of income for our little parkour yeah, community,
1: I guess. For sure.
0: Anyway, yeah, that's- I. A tangent yeah. away from you for sure
1: <laughs> but... no 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 it's all good it's all good i love it
0: um so when did you move from hong kong and when did you start training it was in hong kong when you started training
1: yeah so i did start training in hong kong uh, i started in 2008 um and then i ended up moving to hawaii in 2010
2: um okay yeah so, so yeah
1: yeah. Very, Last very, very city, very urban, very like, you know, you've been there, you've trained on the roofs. Like yeah. that was my early days of training. Like let's go on the roofs and <laughs> let's see, like, oh. you know, little jumps that we can do. Um, man, I actually look back and kind of regret some of the things I did, but. Oh man, wasn't that's a, super that, early on as well. Yeah, first two yeah, years that, of training. Yeah. I remember one of my first like clips, I think it was only maybe a year and I was doing a group <laughs> It It's like completely ridiculous, but Oh, my God. I mean,
0: what if yeah. things went a bit differently? Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, of course, moving from there to Hawaii was completely change of you know, scenery, change of lifestyle and people. And, uh, yeah, it was it was quite a time.
0: Yeah. I, I, like, very dense uh, mega city of Hong Kong. Um, yeah super high rise buildings and then Hawaii is uh I mean I know you've spoken a lot about um a lot of it's hiking and uh and you're like barefoot a lot of the time and I know that's kind of where a lot of that that stuff stemmed from for you. Yeah. But um yeah I, I was gonna ask actually like how much of your training was on rooftops in uh Hong Kong because we know it as I don't think we even trained at any of the ground level spots when we were there and i've heard they're amazing as well Mm. apart from um i trained at hku by the um by the subway station that's about it and the rest of it was literally high-rise buildings um yeah yeah um yeah how much of that was uh ground training and how much of it was rooftop stuff
1: yeah well let's see i mean the majority of it was ground training um of course like when I first started, I first found about, uh, learned about parkour through urban free flow. They were on like TV and I was like, Oh, it's sick. They're kind of doing what I've been doing my whole life, but to another level. And I would
2: yeah. remember
1: going out and trying things and, um, <clears throat> you know, seeing guys on roofs and I, I lived on the 29th story of a building and I'll just look around. And I'm like, Oh, I think I can like get on top of these other roofs around me and just like train. Um, and so i was doing i was doing that and also training at ground level but mostly mostly ground level I'd say. i didn't spend mm-hmm. like a whole lot of time training on rooftops and even if i was on a rooftop it wasn't like it wasn't like i was doing roof gaps i was just like essentially there would be like a, a parkour spot on a roof and i would just you know kind of train up there and you know some of those buildings are so close It's like from one building to another it's just like a 2 foot 2 foot gap so you can just kind of like stride across and mm. it would just be like a fun thing for me to do but yeah, yeah. definitely being, being able to see like all the rooftops from where i live definitely played a huge uh, role in the training that. i was doing
0: very different yeah. um environment to where uh i started parkour and a lot of people i mean a high-rise metropolis where it's actually fairly easy to get up on a lot of the yeah rooftop terraces and stuff and uh yeah yeah, that is a completely different environment um but uh, that's what i was gonna ask do you of course you weren't in hong kong around this time but when we were filming um roof culture asia in 2016 Mm -hmm. i remember like a bit of a pushback about what we were doing but i can't really remember what it was about i don't know if you were kind of ingrained in their community a bit more to know their arguments or what what upset them.
1: Yeah, I'm a not, while ago as well. Yeah, I think I was in Hawaii at the time. And I remember um, it was either like Max or Benj because I had trained with Benj in Hong Kong. Uh, oh, really? I don't. I don't even know why he was there. Uh, he was. It was right before you guys went to like Israel or something. I remember okay. we were eating dinner and you're we like, oh yeah, I think we're gonna go <laughs> you know, like, oh, you guys are nuts. But um <clears throat> uh yeah, I mean there's always people who are against that sort of thing. And I mean I mean, I think, you know, for good reason, but without uh you know, gaining a, a full understanding and a full picture of why it is people are doing things there will, you know, there's always gonna be pushback. Um mm-hmm. yeah i'm yeah. trying to think back to then, but uh yeah i remember it was either max or benzer reached out to me was like hey are you guys are you gonna be in hong kong around this time we're gonna come through and we're gonna film this thing and i was like no i'm in hawaii am i
0: <laughs> yeah
1: i'll be here man
0: <laughs> i feel like but... looking back on it because i guess if it is like we're a guest in another parkour community city and I th- I think it was just coming for two weeks and just terrorizing the rooftops and like a- alerting the security and everything and um essentially like I don't know how much of it is putting the security on higher alert and stuff I remember some argument like that because that has fully happened in Dubai with um how much uh how many of the uh urbex rooftop people like have just made dubai just off limits just by spamming it so much um
2: yeah
0: but Mm -hmm. yeah and we also like we we were quite loud when we were there we got on the news and everything so yeah yeah maybe that was maybe that was a large part of it as well um yeah i don't know hong
1: kong yeah hong kong tends to be very conservative as far as like Anything that has to do with people expressing themselves, I think it's it's getting better now, but parkour is such a, a niche and almost rebe- very rebellious act in Hong Kong. So anything that anyone is doing that is kind of like out of the ordinary, I feel like it's going to just spike some controversy, regardless of what it is. Mm. So Yeah.
0: Yeah, fair enough
1: okay i I, I mean if there was some yeah if there was some arguments i don't know i'm I'm sure yeah
0: yeah yeah Yeah, i can't remember um so what draws you to um maybe you could go into how you started training barefoot
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: (laughs) because it's a super interesting one and it's very much become your um part of your branding on social media and everything and like everything is is very Tarzan kind of like the urban yeah. Tarzan kind of thing, as well as like yeah, tons yeah. of nature stuff as well. Like um,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Barefooting. So I've been let's see. I started training parkour in two thousand eight, and of course I was I was always mostly in the city. But ever since I was little, I was always you know drawn to nature, drawn to being in the trees, drawn to. Um, just climbing things that were both urban and in nature. And my mom was from Hawaii, so I would go to Hawaii every summer and, you know, spend time doing that sort of thing. <clears throat> so when I started doing parkour, I was very heavily influenced by, you know, you guys in, in London, the UK, and mm-hmm. all that. So, you know, wearing the shoes, wearing the, the kalengis, wearing the, the baggy oh, pants, the I've baggy shirt. And, <laughs> yeah, and uh, that was, like, my thing for a long time. Um, then I I remember meeting a, oh, what is his name? He was a Danish, um, a Danish parkour guy. And, uh, he, he would train barefoot at least to warm up. I was like, Oh wow, that's a really great idea. And even before that, I was, you know, doing things barefoot here and there, but Mm. Hong Kong is not a great place to be barefoot. It's just, it's very dirty. You never know what's on the ground.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: After meeting, I think his name's Thomas. Uh, He's super OG. Thomas Amlet? Thomas
0: Thomas Amlet, maybe? Like Mm. buzz cut hair, kind of tall?
1: No, no, no. He was was like my height, long hair. He had just come from Mexico on this like spiritual quest. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, after meeting him, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to start training barefoot, at least to warm up to like, build my sensitivity up and I was already really into like you know landing very quietly um my early years of training were just like sneaking into construction sites and avoiding security so I was like already very much trying to be very sensitive to my environment and um you know I would train barefoot on and off uh while in Hong Kong and then it wasn't really until I moved to Hawaii that that became more of a thing um All the friends I had made in Hawaii, you know, were all into different sorts of movement like parkour, free running, uh, tricking, break dancing, cliff jumping. So on on Thursdays, we would go out on these wild adventures. We would call them uh, Adventure Thursdays. And (laughs) we would, you know, go try to find waterfalls. And we'd be like, you know, let's, you know, a lot of us had took different influences from different things, but like, you know, Polynesians are barefoot a lot where we don't have our shirts on so we're like okay let's just like leave everything in the car and go you know so we're running around in the woods barefoot no shirt hair down in the rain in the mud trying to find waterfalls and then finally finding the waterfall then you know jumping off the top into the water and those are just the sorts of things that we did just we did a lot of barefoot movement and uh it, it was so fun and so at that time, I was, you know, doing those things barefoot. And then when I would train parkour, I would put my shoes on and, you know, train like everyone else did.
2: Mm.
1: And then here and there, I would take my shoes off. But it was majority um, majority with shoes on. And uh, let's see. It wasn't really until COVID, actually. Because um, COVID hit we all lost our jobs. At least I did. Oh
2: shit!
1: And uh, in Hawaii, we're allowed to be outside to exercise. And Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, great. You know, nothing really changes for me because if I'm outside, I'm hiking, I'm training, I'm doing something. So I was outside barefoot all the time. And I'd spend the whole day, you know, either in slippers or barefoot and my friends and I would be like, Oh, okay, let's do some parkour. Then I'd put my shoes on and go train. And I just got to a point where like, you know, I, I just did my whole day barefoot and now I'm putting my shoes on. Why, why do I need to do that? I don't think I need these. So I'll just go to a session and train barefoot. And yeah, I kind of, it kind of just took off after that. And um, as far as like the whole Tarzan thing, like while that was happening, I wanted to cut my hair, <laughs> but all oh, right. Yeah, I was I was gonna cut my hair. I was actually gonna let Danny Danny Ilabaca cut my hair because I had oh, to like yeah. go like train with him over the summer, but obviously we couldn't go anywhere. So I tried to book like different appointments to cut my hair, but all the barbers weren't working during COVID. So <laughs> it's fake. I was like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know, when when this thing is is uh, you know, calm down, I'll go get my hair cut. But before that, let's uh I'd already been like training bear, like let me just film some clips and I'll just run around like I do when I'm hiking or in the wild or whatever mm. just just for fun basically <clears throat> and so I did that and I started posting and I remember my first post just got like 50 follows I was like wow that's that's not happened ever before like oh, yeah. I guess I'll just keep doing this I post another one It was like 60 another one It was like 70 and I was like oh okay like this is very interesting I'm just at that time I was just showing really the world, the things that I had been doing like on the side, I'd never like decided, you know, ever wanted to post my barefoot training just because I thought, you know, no one else is doing this. Like, Mm. I just wanted to be like everyone else. So it was funny that I got to a point where like, I didn't really care. And then things started taking off. Anyways, um, I was getting a bigger following and I was like, you know, I think I could, probably grow this if i keep doing this um i think most a lot of people who have been training for as long as we've been training to have like at least 10k um but i made the mistake of making two accounts because i was doing photography at the time oh yeah yeah, and i i made a different account and I, i i made the mistake of making that one my parkour account instead of keeping my main one parkour account so i was at 3k and uh i started doing the you know barefoot stuff and it started growing. I was like, okay, I think I have the chance of one of these going viral. And it was only like a week later, one of them, yeah, it went viral. They it hit a hit a million. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, I can, you know, I can quit parkour now. <laughs> <But> <laughs> no, no, no. And I was like, wow, this is fun. Like, yeah, I was just. I think I was just really having a good time, you know. And, and it yeah. was cool to show people like oh you know you don't need to train like everyone else does you don't need Mm -hmm. to train with shoes on you don't need to follow not that following trends is bad but like you don't need to you know wear the baggy pants the baggy shirt you can really um minimize your your method for training and i remember from the beginning like oh i love parkour because you don't need equipment you don't need gear Mm -hmm. you don't need to spend tons of money all you really need is a pair of shoes right Mm. so i i think i just like you know maybe we don't even need the shoes maybe we can just go barefoot and see how that is and so taking things in that direction really i feel like it, it um it brought back a lot of the joy that parkour brought me initially Right. I think you know, when we've been training for so long, you get you go through seasons where you're kind of bored, at least for me. I mm. was I was kind of bored, especially being in Hawaii for so long. I had trained on every single spot um to death. And I was like, you know, I feel like I want a different challenge. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. being barefoot brought exactly that to me. Yeah. And uh, as well as you know, parkour is all about looking within oneself and discovering what we're capable of and what we're not capable of mm. and training barefoot like brought that like tenfold you know um i don't think people understand that everything you see me do i have to do it in one shot or like i have a maximum of 3 tries because <clears throat> if you mess up you're going to hurt your feet you're going to be out training you're going to be out of training for a while so
0: yeah 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 um and you can feel that as well like a lot of the there was one recently which which looked really tough like it looked kind of chaotic and there was like a mm-hmm. bit of a height drop Well, yeah and, um it's like bloody hell this guy's this guy's got some strong feet and <laughs> ankles like geez yeah but like yeah. you do just like acclimatize to it after after a while like any of us that just started doing that stuff from the get-go would be humbled very quickly um mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, it, it is just something that you can build up. And like you said, like just starting out um, as like during your warm up, presuming it's not snowing, freezing cold, or yeah, tons yeah. of glass on the streets or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. Just do your warm up barefoot and then stick your shoes on when you start doing some of the more high impact stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, exactly. Exactly. And I, I think that's. A big misconception that people have of me currently like they think i'm i'm barefoot all the time like mm. i you know i like leave my house barefoot and i'm you know walking walking around as yeah. like, as you see me but no it's like for me it's like the way i'm training is like a tool you know
2: mm.
1: i can i may do half my session with shoes on i may do half my session barefoot i may do the whole session barefoot it's just a matter of like how i'm feeling um
0: not one of those guys that are like oh yeah shoes are just prisons for your feet and
1: yeah and like, yeah, no. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's not
0: natural like
1: <laughs> yeah yeah the, the way i think about it's like it's a tool basically you know shoes are a tool if i want to take bigger impacts without worrying about my feet obviously i'm going to put shoes on you know yeah, i'm not gonna yeah, yeah. just jump around barefoot and, and wreck my feet so mm. i save essentially i save like what i want to do barefoot i'm like Maybe in a session, like say I do a session with shoes on, and like maybe I want to go back to that particular challenge and do it barefoot, just for mm. the added challenge of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. that's it. Um, and I'll do it. Um, sometimes, like I said, I'll train the whole session barefoot. So I'm doing everything barefoot, but yeah, it it's really just depending on how I feel. Um yeah.
0: Um what are some what are some of the benefits that you've noticed from from barefoot training?
1: Yeah, um, I think since I've started training barefoot, I mean, people tell me I have the strongest feet that they've seen, <laughs> and at the time I was like, "Really? I don't. I, mean, I don't know." But yeah, now I look down at my feet and I see, I see like muscles there or development in places that I haven't seen before. My feet actually they grew like half a size um and yeah a lot of barefooters they they um they call they call it splaying so basically when you're when you train or you're outside of your shoe your feet start to splay yeah so your toes start to spread apart all the bones and the ligaments are are stretching and elongating to like create a, a firmer base and so i i do feel that like I don't fit most of the shoes that I own now. They just sit around. So I've given most of them away. Um, other things, my my ankles feel amazing. My my knees feel great. Um, mm. There's just another level of sensitivity that you need to have when you're training barefoot. And it's given me a whole better understanding of landings in general. Like now when I put shoes on, I'm like, wow, I feel like I have superpowers because I don't have That's to scary. worry about the yeah, I can take like yeah, I can take double the landing because
0: Yeah, that is obviously crazy. yeah. Yeah.
1: Um
0: yeah, I, I've um I've had friends who have worn um you know the Fayus, the Fayou yeah. shoes. They yeah. used to like change between Fayus and normal shoes. And mm-hmm. uh I've done this too, but usually like these days when I wear fair use, Um it will just be to warm up. And then when I get into actual training, like like you mentioned with how you trained barefoot yeah. initially. Um, but some some Finnish guys, they train in Feiyu's too much that they feel like they just can't go back to wearing thicker shoes anymore. It just yeah. feels like they're wearing some massive alien slab on their feet. And yeah. it, and it yeah. just feels yeah. like... Um, um, do you feel like... Anything like that, or, or are you just still very much acclimatized to the specific feeling of, of wearing wearing shoes?
1: Um, I think, as I mentioned, like wearing shoes just feels like <clears throat> I'm utilizing another tool. I don't think it, it feels necessarily too foreign to me. Um, I just have to take into account that the technique changes just a bit
2: yeah, um, yeah while yeah, yeah. wearing
1: shoes um i had a discussion with rape kelly but <clears throat> yeah just just the way that you land is different mm-hmm. you know when you're landing on edges <clears throat> with shoes on obviously you're you're aiming for that edge yeah. when you're barefoot if, if you you know your foot on a sharp edge does not feel good so you actually have to yeah, land yeah. on top
0: yeah and- yeah i felt this before yeah and and round rails like i wouldn't land like say say directly on the ball of the foot i would want to land like a bit behind the ball of the foot and yeah. the, although yeah. because it just feels like the ball of the foot is like too much of some weird lumpy mass that it just feels like you yeah. can't i don't know it, i don't know if this uh and then the alternative is is on the other side like too much on your toes and then it just feels like you will just straight shin for me at least anyway so like yeah rail <laughs> precisions on round rails are a really weird one for me and i, yeah, I heard you yeah. talking about um uh, blocking as well with wraith and he was talking about um like the blocking with the rear foot on like a split footed front flip but i swear just any blocking in general like any single leg blocking or i can't imagine going for like my max level uh Pri from like oh yeah like that kind of block is just going to be so much pressure but maybe you can acclimatize to that as well just yeah I don't know but it's just so much through the shins and i think like yeah the shoes really do take a lot of that pressure yeah Yeah. what what else have
1: you noticed yeah currently i'm like as you said like i'm i'm really just exploring the limits of what i can do barefoot like um it's crazy like I'm, i'm doing jumps that i never thought i'd be able to do barefoot like a year ago and um little things like even doing freeze to rails like feels way better than letting on a wall just cause it's round. And of course, like the, like you said, like how I try to land, it's like slightly behind the ball of the foot, not exactly yeah. the ball of the foot and little things change. And <clears throat> I'm using um, a lot of my whole body to absorb because I have to make up for not having shoes to absorb impact. So mm. when you, the you know, the clips that I post, like I'm using my, I'm tapping out a lot. Like if I'm ever, if ever I'm landing, I'm like, you know, I try to tap out with my hands and my feet just to create a better absorption. And things like even the angle at which my my knees are bending, like it's more outward, so I can get a deeper squat. I can squat deeper. Mm. So all these things to kind of compensate, I guess, uh, for not wearing shoes or not having that layer of cushion. Yeah. yeah, all those things are happening. And it's interesting because it. If I I don't know, you know, if if listeners or or viewers, you know, how long they've been watching me, but, you know, back in the day, I, I would obsess about, you know, making my movement look clean, Mm. um, landing perfectly. And I would, you know, if I posted a clip, I probably did that thing maybe 10, 15 times just to get to a point where I like, yeah okay, this is good enough. You know, great. But now it's like, now it's like, Hey, I only have one. I only have like three tries to make this happen. Otherwise my feet give out. Mm. And two, like if the movement looks a little more primal, a little more like rough, like maybe that's just the way, like we're meant to, to move. Like
0: (laughs) interesting.
1: Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Yeah yeah (laughs) I I would watch my videos like wow my technique has changed quite a bit Mm. and the way I move now barefoot definitely looks a lot more primal because yeah one obviously I'm not doing everything in a hundred takes to make it look good Mm. and two it's like just the way my body feels like it needs to be um yeah I feel like it just looks a little more Maybe a little more grim, but hey, it works.
0: <laughs> it looks sick, man. You stay you still um kept your old finesse, I don't doubt. Mm. Um mm. appreciate it. There's I don't know if you've um tried any of the the barefoot shoes and um like there's the there's the five finger ones um mm-hmm. which are absolutely hideous and um yeah you're ugh. I think I've seen some people turn up to a training session in those but uh, yeah we don't talk to those people but um, (laughs) (laughs) but then the the vivo barefoot shoes which you look down at your feet and you just feel like you're a platypus or like you got like duck feet Um, yeah 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 there was this um, I suck at remembering his name Um, a guy from the UK um, has a YouTube account called Parkour Journeys and he made like nearly a half an hour video where he was pretty much swearing by the um barefoot shoes like Vivos and he said he'd yeah. been training in them for a very long time now and, he's, and he says he can he's acclimatized to them and adapted to them so much that he can now like take his maximum running precision and bounce off and still feel fine. It's like there was nothing like this in the video by the way you like uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's like i really doubt you can take like an arch in those barefoot shoes yeah. um but i didn't i didn't even get through watching the whole video because uh, i he he was trying to say like this is these are the shoes that everyone should be wearing and we should just throw away our pathological um bad um shoes that are narrow toe boxed or with cushion and saying that those those are bad things we all should avoid and it's like it doesn't need to be as black and white as that man like yeah yeah stop scaring people out of wearing shoes and like say your ability is here in normal shoes and then your ability in thin-soled barefoot shoes or just bare feet is going to be down here
2: yeah Um, yeah
0: but you can raise that ceiling of through using this tool of barefoot shoes and barefoot training Mm -hmm. you can get stronger and as the more you um get strong through that constraint uh, of not having the cushion but still like you go back to wearing normal shoes and it's still your level is going to be up here like <laughs> it's going yeah. to raise that roof higher so
1: yeah exactly
0: any sense like you'll still always be worse <laughs> in the in those shoes in my view um yeah but still it's a valuable tool and like you said it if things are feeling a bit stale and you feel like um an extra challenge even if it's at the end of a session or something and like yeah that's Oftentimes, where I would, will just throw my shoes off and just feel like a bit of a monkey now and again, and just like yeah, climb exactly. around or do some prees, and it just feels like that. There's there's some romantic element about it, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah that that video uh, it, with the barefoot shoes, yeah, didn't didn't yeah. jive well with me. Just the yeah. fact that he was saying that this is the way. It's like mm-hmm. it's good to hear that you're 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 not like that. But
1: yeah, there's definitely. I mean. I mean, as you get older, you realize the more you know and the, the more you don't know. And there's way more gray area in the world than <clears throat> we realize. It's, mm-hmm. it's not always a black and white thing. And <clears throat> like, I agree, like, as far as what I'm doing barefoot, I mean, some things I can do like at the same level as I would <clears throat> with shoes on, uh, like a sense, like a sense you're not taking any yeah, drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, stuff like
1: that. So anything upwards, like I can do, probably better barefoot than i would with mm. shoes on but
0: that's incredible yeah would, yeah of course yeah
1: i would i would say like on average um i probably only output maybe 80 percent of my capability barefoot as i would with shoes on 80 like, percent is
0: pretty damn high as well though
1: yeah and, and it's only it's only climbing and now when i put oh, shoes yeah, yeah, on yeah, like climbing. i, I yeah, have sure. i have way more confidence in what i'm doing because i like oh you know I can take a two-story drop barefoot so like how much more can i take with shoes on you know yeah yeah, like, yeah 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 it's yeah i mean it's a fun tool and i think it's a very uh to each his own like i hear like now that i've been training barefoot more you know i a lot of the barefoot community follow me and they make comments and stuff i'm like okay you know like <clears throat> i think being barefoot will help a lot of people i think mm. everyone should should dabble in it but i don't think i wouldn't tell anyone like you should go barefoot you should throw out your shoes yeah. and just go yeah, barefoot yeah. the rest of your life and um a I was even gets like that yeah i was even uh in my conversation with rafe like telling him like yeah like i think the f- everything that led me everything that was leading me up to be training barefoot primarily like was just so picture perfect. Like, like I I wouldn't tell someone who lived in the streets of London to go barefoot tomorrow because, you know, it's concrete, it's asphalt, Mm. marble, and it's glass and and dirt. And you don't know what you're walking on. I would say, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, Mm. maybe go to a park, but I was in Hawaii, you know, we have all sorts of terrain. It was the perfect place to acclimatize my feet. I was Mm. already doing it in nature. So, bringing it to concrete was only the next step. Whereas a person who's been training shoes somewhere in an urban city to take that step um, of being, you know, a shoe practitioner, I don't know (laughs) Um, a practitioner that wears shoes to being barefoot. That is a huge step. But for me, it wasn't, it was like, it was just the the clear next progression for me. Mm -hmm. So I think environment, you know, your method of training is definitely a huge factor. So, yeah, wear shoes. Don't wear shoes. It's really up to you. Um, mm. There's things that can be learned uh, that can be learned from from doing both. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: hell yeah, and just to spice things up as well. So yeah, you you get um, your recognition from the barefoot community. What about the FF community?
2: FF what is the FF.
0: <laughs> I'll let you guess what. <laughs> I'll let you guess what it stands for
1: footwear free runners <laughs> no,
0: the, <laughs> the foot fetish community
1: oh, <laughs> for, the,
0: oh for those at home oh, listening man. as well um yeah
1: no actually i haven't i haven't really gotten anything too uh too out there as far as like yeah but yeah, they're hiding they're say hiding I, yeah i am planning to like get a gopro and start doing pobs barefoot so maybe that'll change then <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that'll get him going. <laughs> I've got some funny stories actually. Um <clears throat> uh which one to start with? So so of course, barefoot training has been like a very niche thing in parkour for a long time. Um, and of course, there's been videos from like 2007 We've got Teghead. Yeah. Uh he did like at the spot by his old place from years ago those iconic videos where he's barefoot they were the first ones that i saw um Mm. from barefoot training and that video did very well for views compared to his other stuff that he was putting out around that time and then there was uh phil doyle um his video barefoot them foolish blaps um Mm -hmm. also of course iconic in the parkour community and like differently from um take heads video which was mostly wall runs climb ups and smaller vaulty things phil was doing some mm-hmm. some wham stuff and like yeah rail strides at height and uh yeah. big rail pre's drops climbs um and and do you remember like the in that big tree the runs that he did around that big tree um, oh yeah in cambridge i don't know if you've been to cambridge but it's amazing for training i haven't i haven't but great trees one day yeah you'll love it um but that did compared to all his other videos around that time very well for views um my younger brother sasha uh-huh. the year later um he made a video with both of us training outside this is when he was 12 years old and i was uh-huh. 15. um he Uploaded a video of us uh, training in our garden with the trampoline and doing lots of climb ups and some like conditioning stuff on the roof mm-hmm. wall Yeah, um, of our garage um, and Like that got way more views than any of the other videos that were on his account at the time like and that whereas Normally they'd get like a couple of hundred views. This one got like two or three thousand. We were like, whoa, mm-hmm. what the hell? and they were yeah. like, I um, comments from um like random people that uh like older guys that and the comments were like um oh your feet must get so scratched up and dirty for this you should put some photos in next time (laughs) and yeah you know where i'm going with this and my older brother at the time was like oh i bet it's some like creepy foot fetish dudes and sasha was just like no 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 went on their channel all the favorites like back then you could see like what people favorited yeah, yeah, yeah. all the favorites were like really weird um like erotic foot fetish stuff like none, none of that. it like none of it you know to it was all like fair game for like youtube at the time but it was it was very lewd stuff and, yeah. <laughs> and bear in mind remember that sasha was 12 years old at the time yeah 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 that's yeah, that's the end of those stories yeah <laughs> so,
1: yeah. yeah no yeah. yeah actually yeah yeah every here and there i do get people asking me like oh i just want to see a picture of your feet it must be so like
0: callous
1: yeah. rough uh um, yeah man it is yeah you're
0: gonna have to i mean i don't that, i don't though. think
1: yeah yeah i mean i don't think about yeah oh man my, my my i don't think my feet my feet don't have calluses i think just in general the skin has gotten thicker
0: right but okay yeah,
1: my feet don't look like sandpaper. I don't
0: think. <laughs> <laughs> well, if um, if the uh, Instagram influencer life or psychology stuff doesn't take off, <laughs> you've got OnlyFans to fall back on. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Alright, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take us away from this tangent. <laughs>
2: okay, okay,
0: okay. So you mentioned like scratches and everything. What are some of the? Oh. Um, have you had any? like bad injuries or anything like what's the worst that has happened to your feet or
1: as far okay so specifically feet um let's see i was it last year uh i wouldn't say i split my big toe open but it was pretty close to being split open and the valuable lesson i learned that day was if you're training with shoes on and you decide to go barefoot, you need to spend at least 10 to 15 minutes outside of your shoes before you start doing parkour because your feet are moist from the sweat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've noticed this. Your feet, yeah, your feet are just way more um soft and, and malleable. I don't know. Mm. Um and that I think that was the reason I split my foot open. Like if, if I had been training barefoot that whole day, I think it would have been fine. So there was that. But surprisingly, your feet heal really fast. Like it was only, hmm. I thought I needed to go to the hospital, but I ended up putting on, do I have it here? It's called, um. it's called new skin. Actually, if, if you're a barefoot person or I, th- I think every, par- <laughs> I think every parkour person should carry this because basically it uh it's like uh it's like, you know, white out, but you put this on a cut and it creates, right. it's almost like nail polish it puts a layer of this, whatever liquid, it's like an adhesive, a liquid adhesive bandage over the wound. And
0: the I've not heard of this. Maybe it's just a yeah, US thing.
1: I don't know, maybe, but my, the recovery time like doubles, like, well, I mean, halves, like, because my <laughs> foot, <laughs>
2: yeah. just takes point,
0: double the time to get better. It's crap.
1: Yeah.
0: Halves. Yeah. I, I yeah. understood.
1: <laughs> yeah. My foot was like, it wasn't, obviously, it wasn't 100% back in three days, but in three days, a new layer of skin had already grown there. And I was like, wow, I, I, I thought this was going to take months. I thought I was going to be able to train barefoot again for a while. But a week later, I was able to train. And I currently have this, like, gonna cut on my arm, and it's healing up quite nicely, so.
0: Have you tried it for callus rips? Callus rips. Like when you rip your hands?
1: yeah um i don't think i have i think you would need something a little stronger i know a lot of uh okay yeah yeah climbers i, was, yeah. I know a lot of climbers that, that use super glue so oh, fuck I that. Can, yeah i can <laughs> imagine it being um similar to that
0: rachel Maybe rachel goff tried now. um uh she ripped her hands really bad at kings of the concrete last year and uh-huh. i saw on mm-hmm. her story that she'd used like super glue and stuff and it just looked really dumb like yeah I, I don't know who told her that it looked terrible i don't know if i didn't know if it worked or not but it it looked like a terrible decision
1: yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah so there was that and um four weeks ago i like i was doing a cat leap to this wall and this wall had like nubs sticking out and i got a little cut on my foot but Mm. honestly like not nothing nothing too serious but it's funny you ask that because um i think a lot of people know me for my ascents and um the reason for that was i injured my big toe on my left foot while wearing shoes and it was taking me that was taking a long time to heal and this also contributed to me going barefoot, but I I wanted to like really strengthen the muscles in my, my feet to heal that. And um, I thought, you know, I think being barefoot more is gonna expedite this process. And so I, I did that. And I, about around the time where I felt like I was gonna be able to train again, I was like, okay, I can't take any downward impact. Mm. What can I do? It's like, I guess if I climb and never, ever, ever fall, Mm. Take the impact, then I should be fine, right? So that's exactly what I did. So <clears throat> all the my initial viral clips, my my big toe is injured, like, and oh, no way. yeah, and I'm just the only thing I could do was climb. But of course, like I said, I couldn't, I couldn't ever take a drop because that would just you know screwed me up even more. So. Mm. Everywhere I would go, just like okay, I would really sit there and like look at what I was doing and visualize, you know, okay, this is what's gonna happen here, this is what's gonna happen here. This is what happens if I don't make it to this point, and I would just execute. And it would all be in like mm. one take, okay, like one. It, everything would have to be a one bang because my body couldn't take anymore.
2: Mm.
1: So, yeah, I mean, funny, like, you,
0: you mentioned that even with with ground training, how like you know you have to get stuff right and it creates this heightened sense of uh awareness because of the vulnerability and then Mm -hmm. that's like when you're going up something uh and yeah the the higher you go the more tired you get um yeah with a sense like the the uh the worse that drop becomes more vulnerable you get as well
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and it's funny because when you do a sense it's going like committing halfway and then choosing to go down is often way harder than it is just to go all the way up Mm. especially with if you're doing a lot of like very uh you know finger strength based movements. it's like if you go halfway and decide you're not going to do it you're going to have to do the same thing down so (laughs) you might you might as well go up and finish it you know so oh I think people say, oh, you know, I don't know how you did that that fast. I'm like, well, I'm only doing it fast because I don't want to do it slow and fall off the building. Yeah, yeah, you know? just
0: take more time and get more pumped. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. What do you prefer more? Because you, you're you really good at both, ascents or descents?
1: Definitely ascents. Definitely ascents. Yeah. Um, I'm scared of heights, so... um, what I like about a sense is that you're not looking down <laughs> <laughs> you're looking up the whole time. Yeah, so yeah. it's funny cause no one, no one expects that from me. Like sometimes, no, like, too, oh, no. you know, let's climb this thing and watch the sunset. I'm like, I mean, if I climbed up there and there was like a platform I could literally just chill on, I'd be fine with that. But to climb up a pole and then sit on the pole for a prolonged length of time like that (laughs) doesn't sound appealing to me at all so of course the fear has like gotten a lot less but I you know I think the thing I tell people the most is I trust my body in the face of fear more so than I'm willing to let the fear take over what I'm thinking or feeling yeah so yeah yeah.
0: that sounds good
1: generally three stories is like my my cap
0: Mm. you're not keen on taking things to like joe Scandrett level
1: no no or or uh or, or leo yeah those guys go really yeah. high and
0: uh, oh yeah oh yeah His of course like yeah. leo's skyscraper climbing you're not just talking about his tree jumps <laughs> up high yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, like i would God. i look at what those guys are doing and, like yeah that's not for me like for me like what what <laughs> what gives me a great sense of joy is being able to like move up quickly move mm. up something ext- as fast as i can and output a hundred percent of my power and do it quick like mm. i i don't like endurance climbs or like even the sense that joe is, is doing like the, the 10 it's like at that point it's kind of like the half of it is endurance and i don't see myself really thriving in those types of situations so yeah yeah yeah
0: geez so what would you say the percentage of your training is, uh, barefoot and what percentage in shoes right now, or does it vary?
1: Yeah, right now. Mm -hmm. My initial, I want to say 50, 50, but honestly, it just really depends. I think the reason why I was able to train barefoot so much in Hawaii was because when we do train, we only train for an hour. So we train for an hour, maybe, like, two or three times a week. So, of course, I can do those sessions completely barefoot. Mm. But now having moved to L.A., like we we have these community jams on the weekends, and it's five hours. So I can probably train for a good two hours barefoot, and then I have to put my shoes on because my feet just don't like it. So mm. I would say – yeah, I wanna I wanna say 50-50. Maybe maybe 60% barefoot, 40% with shoes on, but mm. it's it's pretty even, I'd say. Um that being said, I I I don't really like to wear shoes. <laughs> right. So even when I'm even when I'm out and about, I wear slippers. Yeah. Oh um, right. Yeah. And then and then, you know, you know, we we talked about barefoot shoes briefly, but I, I wear these like if I do want to wear like a shoe that's kind of barefooty, I just wear these twenty dollars, twenty mm-hmm. US dollar um, shoes that I get from Target, and they're they're moccasins. So
0: yeah, mm. yeah, I, I certainly prefer walking around in in thinner soles, like Fayes Yeah, uh, I have a yeah. pair of Vivos as well, but like I, um, like I said, I feel like a duck when I'm wearing them, <laughs> just so <laughs> so wide, and it is like nice relief for the horrible bunion that i've got on my left foot but um
1: yeah i've got yeah, that too because of my injury
0: yeah yeah um um do you ever when when training wearing shoes how much of the time do you like take your shoes off um just like for the clip like to post online for
1: the clip I just think like, it, it just, you,
0: you get you get like a line or or like a move and yeah. then you're like oh right I've, I've got to film this now and then you're like yeah bam take the shirt off take the shoes off and then
1: yeah uh, yeah 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 quite a lot i mean well at least it really just depends but um yeah definitely a lot more here because in, in hawaii like i will actually show up to a session like as i am Because I'm only training for an hour, and maybe I've just come from the beach or just came from hiking, so that just is as I am. Just not for here. It's like, yeah, here, you know, we're a lot of times we're training in in schools and stuff. And honestly, I'm like more so scared about you know the muggles, like seeing a a a barefooted, shirtless man with long running running towards them or popping up on the wall. Like I'm honestly more scared for them than (laughs) for me and so yeah but as far as like take, taking shoes up like it, it really depends like like i said sometimes i'll do a whole session barefoot and then i'll just film some of the things i've already been doing barefoot mm. um some challenges i will want to prep with shoes on so i'll do it with shoes on and then i'm like oh, you know i think i i think i can actually do this barefoot and then i'll take my shoes off yeah so it really amazing. just depends but yeah often yeah i am at least taking my shirt off yeah for, for clips yeah yeah oh so,
0: yeah that makes sense i mean i love how you've organically like how this um like the style of your content has just came about completely organically and authentically yeah. and you've just like lent into it and it's worked out so well yeah. for you you have like how many followers do you have now it's over 300k isn't it?
1: it is
0: 300 334k oh yeah yeah man and, w- yeah, and when props. i started
1: yeah where i was before you know the whole you know blow up was i was at 3 3k yeah
0: no way you are kidding
1: yeah so Jeez. in in yeah, a little you, over a yeah. year i went from 3k to 300k
0: oh my god i had yeah. no idea
1: <laughs> but yeah is
0: so it's not the same account as the for the love of the city account that you had back in the day.
1: Yeah, so that one ended up being my photography account and it's now okay. called yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Jang and it's basically inactive but
0: <clears throat> yeah. What, so How many followers did that one have
2: when That one in-
1: That one had like 8k at the time. Okay. And then when I made my second account I lost like 2k and then yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah um yeah uh do you ever do you ever feel limited with what you upload um because because it has to be like it has to fit this uh package of what people expect from your account now do you ever feel limited um i mean you we can start with only the barefoot thing but um yeah, do you feel like you've pigeon pigeonholed yourself, creativity, creatively, um, like just yeah. in general?
1: No, I don't think so. I I think quite the opposite, really. I think being barefoot has opened a whole new like world of like opportunity and like way of moving for me, and it really yeah. has like allowed me to to dive like one, you know, one step deeper. Uh, tier higher or whatever you want to call it. But I think, you know, just on this journey and realizing that, oh, you know, parkour is a a very primal discipline, you know, for running, jumping and climbing. So
2: to me, like
1: taking that one step further and being barefoot, like, okay, what am I I capable of doing barefoot? Mm. What techniques can I learn? What, um, what things are already present, like from our past, um, Mm what things have what things what are things that have already existed that i can like um put into uh what i'm you know kind of leaning up on now um i've taken a lot of inspiration from like uh hula dancers and uh you know and stuff like that so mm. for me at least at least in this season of my training it has definitely opened up more doors than closed um, yeah okay
0: yeah 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 sweet yeah. I suppose in part I meant um like imagine there was something that you could definitely only do in your shoes in terms of like yeah. impact wise like yeah. landing super heavy on an edge or or um or something that's like a big level arm jump which is really going to skin your feet and you have to yeah, like yeah. slide on it or whatever. Like yeah. if you if you did something like that with your shoes on um I, I can just imagine like if i were to put myself in your shoes like i'd want to share that shit but then like if it's not fitting in with the branding and like the the of of your channel then like that's yeah. that's where i kind of like does yeah, it feel yeah. limited and limiting in that sense no because i actually i do
1: i i do end up posting my my shoe clips um but not it didn't get shared to my feed. so oh, okay. <clears throat> i think a lot of people don't know this but on instagram there's an option to share reels to your feed meaning yeah. your followers see them and there's an option just to share it to reels meaning your followers right, yeah, don't yeah, yeah, yeah. see it
0: yeah i've never really so, done this everything goes on my feed
1: yeah so i don't have too much of me with shoes on but the things i do really like i have posted there obviously it doesn't get pushed to my followers it doesn't do as well but mm. yeah if i if i find a challenge that i i do with shoes on i'll post it and yeah it's like wait how, yeah, how, I how I will i
0: how will i be able to see the oh it'll just be on the reels won't it yeah 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 yeah, yeah, I, yeah I forget about that okay cool yeah. <laughs> um yeah yeah do, do you um do you do youtube as well or are you planning to I... anytime soon
1: I have been I've been on the fence of uh, starting my YouTube channel up again because you know it's, it's still for the of the city um oh yeah, yeah and i have I haven't posted like any long formatted videos in a while, but I started uploading shorts and
2: mm, yeah, I know, yeah, like,
1: yeah you know that's that's really where the money is um not that money is like hugely important, but I'm in grad school I'm poor oh so. yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I. I'm hoping to push the you know, YouTube Shorts a lot more, and then people have been asking me to to start vlogging. So we'll see. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard hard to get into, especially yeah, like, yeah. getting over that um getting over that uncomfortable beginnings of talking to camera and everything as well. Like, yeah yeah
1: it, yeah. It's funny because like yeah, <laughs> I hate talking from the camera. Like even this, I'm like, oh man, like I'm gonna have to talk, <laughs> but. <laughs>
0: oh mate this is me yeah have to edit these podcasts and i can't stand the sound of my own voice i hope it's not that bad for the listeners by this by this point (laughs) like 33 episodes in or whatever it is um but yeah yeah Yeah, i feel you yeah same
1: same i can barely listen to myself like on some of the other ones i've been on but
0: so do you have um any other ideas for concepts or anything or is it um just vlogs that you were thinking about getting into
1: Mm excuse me vlogs um i would love to share a little more of my my training outside of parkour because that has been huge for me um it's funny because in the last maybe five years of training if if people were to ask me like oh what helped your parkour i would tell them not not doing parkour actually helped my parkour yeah Um, yeah yeah being in Hawaii, you have access to, you know, the mountains and the ocean and parkour gives you such a strong foundation to do really Mm. anything that you wanna do with your body. So I feel like participating in any other discipline is gonna indirectly impact your ability to do parkour better. Like I was, for a time I was, you know, doing trail running a lot and that really helped my footwork. Like more so than just doing parkour, like my footwork just got way better. I got way faster um surfing helped my you know helped my flow helped me understand my mm. body and it's and its way to adapt to the environment better and mm. feeling yeah just feeling that rhythm that you need to have while you surf um you know obviously lifting has has given me way more power um and then rock climbing has allowed me to to do better ascent so mm. there's People see what I'm doing, and they just assume that this is um, uh, you know, just just a byproduct of of doing parkour mm. specifically. but no, it's like I there's more to me, man. There's more to me. yeah, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing... so much more than this. <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly but no it, doing... it is true. yeah,
0: we do need I'm some cross training a... as well,
1: yeah, I'm doing a huge array of different activities, and I really only train parkour like once or twice once or twice a week so mm. if anything it's it's on account of all these other things that i'm doing that is allowing me to um, progress in this way mm. yeah
0: and i think there's something to be said for uh like if you're training at the same intensity of parkour every day um yeah you might you might end up um overtrained um but if yeah. you have like a variety of stimuli like different stresses on the body like yeah surfing yeah is it's also very taxing but it's also very different from parkour mm-hmm. and uh lift, lifting is the same as well although like heavily heavily stressful um i yeah. mean depending but t- depending what loads and what rep ranges and everything as well yeah. uh
2: yeah
0: and you you do uh calisthenics as well right
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah i would definitely um tell people to follow suit and do some some uh different styles of cross training i mean everyone knows i'm i'm well into my general physical oh, yeah. preparation, strength training stuff oh yeah oh lots yeah of the, lots of plyos and uh and the heavy lifting stuff you're fucking yeah. strong as well like i've i went through your um uh you have a strength training highlights i think i can't mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. yeah yeah
1: no, yeah you,
0: <laughs> you uh you deadlift 500 pounds and yeah, yeah, oh yeah,
1: yeah. See, deadlift five hundred, bench is like two eighty five. Um, squat is three fifty, and then I can double body weight in my pull up and and dip. So, double body yeah. weight. Well, so at the time, at least I was one hundred sixty, so I can do a dip with one hundred sixty pounds on me. Mm and then um, same with pull up but actually i actually have to thank you for uh um pushing the lifting more because i remember seeing oh, your thanks. uh one of the posts that you made a long time ago about it was yeah it was something like the five by five like bulgarian split squats and stuff i was like oh you know
0: <laughs> oh this must have been really back in the day yeah
1: yeah it was it was but th- i remember that really pushing me to to like start lifting heavy mm.
2: yeah
0: that's how i started man with the Bulgarian and split squats i got some uh argus weights oh, i don't suppose you know argus argus is just like some some shitty shop in in the mm-hmm. uk uh, just like mm-hmm. some really bog standard dumbbells and and that's okay, where yeah. i started lifting in like 2009 or something um yeah yeah um oh that's that's cool to hear uh while you were <laughs> while you were saying all those numbers i was my brain was trying to convert everything from freedom yeah meats. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. but yeah goddamn, double body weight uh dip yeah. that's crazy have you seen tim champions dip
1: i i can't recall his dip it's, it's like it's I like mean,
0: 110 kilos or something stupid
1: yeah like yeah, that. yeah 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 no he's he's incredibly strong i i keep telling him dude you're like living the same life i'm living but you know in is it like exeter like, or yeah he served, exeter
0: uk i, th-
2: I think first, yeah, he he
1: yeah he does
0: everything yeah he does everything too yeah skateboarding yeah. as well you've stayed away from skateboarding
1: uh yeah I, I i dabbled in it a little bit as a teen, but yeah. it wasn't really my it's thing
0: probably um, probably best to stay away from it it's, it takes out way too many um way too many parkour athletes camilla <laughs> she's just coming back luckily it's only a matter of time before Joe Skandrick gets fucked over by a skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, there are some others I'm forgetting. Yeah, it's taking a lot of people out. But I I can't chat yeah. shit because I rollerblade from time to time as well. And I've yeah. broken my <clears> wrist. <throat> I've broken my wrist three times before parkour doing rollerblading. Mm. Yeah, not keen for another one, knock on wood. Um, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, but did you start your um strength training? specifically for um specifically for increasing your parkour ability and how much of it now is just because you just got into it and you love moving weight
1: yeah yeah let's see I, i first i was doing calisthenics uh training maybe three times a week before uh lifting weights and then i had an injury and i wasn't able to like really like jostle my my like head around so I was like okay I guess I'll I'll take a break from parkour for a while and uh I'll just get into lifting so started lifting just just as something really just to do and then I think I read your article about you know the benefits that it would have on my parkour so I think Mm -hmm. that's when I started to um dive headfirst into that and um for a bit it was more so to maximize my ability but yeah i just really got into it and i just love training i what i love about lifting is that you can output a hundred percent of yourself every single time and i'm not doing that with parkour like parkour i'm always thinking about okay what is safe for me to do what is not safe for me to do i'm really only Mm -hmm. expending myself i would say like 80 percent. whereas if i go into the gym i know i can Expend a hundred percent of my power, hundred percent of my output, and, and mm-hmm. not really need to worry about being injured. And so, yeah, just mostly just do it for fun, yeah, and,
2: and
1: it's yeah, nice. Yeah. It's it's nice to to be jacked. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah it is is super fun to do it. So many people, like I've always. I've always enjoyed lifting but I started doing it for the pragmatic reasons of of getting better at my sport and I've kind of
2: mm-hmm.
0: I've stuck with that luckily like what drives me most to do it is for parkour performance but I cannot deny that um I love the process of it as well and I look yeah. forward to going to the gym and moving some heavy tin um yeah but um there are so many people that I feel responsible for um, them getting into lifting because, I mean, me, Tom Taylor, uh, Renee Scavington, Ryan Ford, a bunch of others have been like longtime proponents of of doing parkour. But there have been lots of people that see us get into it and then it just completely takes over their whole practice of um, like doing it. It becomes not only doing it for parkour but then they just go on this massive tangent then they don't do parkour anymore and suddenly yeah. they're lifting is now their sport oh, what's his name yeah. Imseat, <laughs> that's how i'm pronouncing oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Im- I know the exactly, italian yeah. dude uh yeah
1: yeah and yeah he's just just powerlifting now like yeah he's, he's got lifting new... heavy heavy he's... stuff yeah man
0: oh i i don't know if he's <laughs> i don't know if... hopefully he's natural <laughs> but um
1: I don't know, find his account? God damn it! I'll follow yeah, him. Yeah, remember like.
0: But yeah, MC—he's—he's no, he's a proper powerlifter now, and he's moving serious weight. And he's—he posted a before and after reel the other day, and he's like this skinny. He—he he used to move and look just like an Italian fosky, and yeah, and exactly, now he's yeah. huge, like. <laughs>
2: yeah, I remember that. <laughs> like, I remember not like just
0: like a bodybuilder, not just like a powerlifter, yeah, but like proper bodybuilder kind of physique as well. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? Yeah.
1: No, I've been following him for years, and and for the same reason, I was like, oh, he's like another Fosky, like super fluid, super floaty. And I remember one day just seeing this massive dude like on my feet, like jumping. Yeah. Up. Who, who, who on earth is this? And I look, I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? Is this is the same guy. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, crazy. Like
0: it's yeah, it's sick. He's found he's found something um that he enjoys, like either, yeah. and it's just like. It's a transition from passion to passion. It's completely fine. Like, good on you, mate. Like, yeah. you're you're doing what makes you happy. But we've already lost one Fosky. Like, <laughs> we don't need to lose yeah. the, our backup Fosky. Yeah. Like, no. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I shed a tear for the parkour community and our loss. Yeah. Um, yeah. and that goes for for other people that have gotten into down into the lifting route as well. Yuho Kusisari as well from um, yeah, Finland. Uh-huh, uh-huh absolutely massive now but like that's his yeah. profession as well like he's he's a yeah os- osteopath as well as um strength and conditioning coach and personal trainer i think as well i'm not sure if you know him but he's massive he also yeah, yeah. um he holds the finish record for weighted pull-up and he already weighs like he's got a way I don't know, in Freedom Units, sorry. He's got to weigh like 120 yeah. kilos or something. And yeah, yeah. He's, he's doing more than his body weight, I think. Um,
1: yeah, he's a yeah. big dude. Yeah, I follow him as well. Yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, sorry, yeah, we are going heavily down the rabbit hole. <laughs> but yeah, no, so you're, no, no, no. with your strength training, you're still like firmly one foot planted in the parkour world and one just like dipped into... <laughs> the lifting and cross training worlds, or i guess you've got all all your toes spread in all these different (laughs) two feet aren't enough you spread all your toes in different like uh, surfing climbing calisthenics and hiking and yeah yeah, everything that's the way to be yeah
1: yeah i think for the past few years it's been more of like my main thing was lifting and then my toe was still dipped into parkour but just recently it's kind of like gone back to being more uh, parkour just because know the community out here is lovely and um, Mm. it's it's nice to be able to train multiple days a week without pain because the strain from the lifting was just carrying over too much and i was like oh you know i feel like i'm only doing like 60 percent of what i can do like if i wasn't lifting yeah and um
0: that's what people need to know as well like it's it's super important to balance these things out because you will have like detrimental effects on your parkour if you're not managing stress from your strength training to your parkour i mean this is this is what ended me up with my fucking back pain and yeah notice how i'm still not um condemning lifting weights for parkour um because i can put my hand up and say that i i did it wrong like i was way too gung-ho with my training and i was training like 22 year old callum and not like adjusting to (laughs) um but yeah, and and it would really piss me off if people noticed that their training regressed or they got injured and then blamed it on the lifting. That yeah. I'll just do my head, in if when people do that, because it's just like no, take some accountability. You fucked up. Yeah. Um, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What were you saying?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think as far as like again timing, like with the whole barefoot stuff, like because I was lifting so much, I I wasn't able to do like my max jumps anyway, so. I think yeah. the barefooting came at a good time because, like, oh, I can I can actually go to come to a session only output eighty percent and just do it barefoot, which like makes up for not being able yeah. to do, you know, yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, what I'm doing is, you know, the, my barefoot stuff. That's not like an ascent or descent. It's not like, honestly, not that impressive, like to me. Or like, it's just like I enjoy it. It's like really hard to do barefoot. So, mm. you know, I just. Put it
0: out there yeah 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 i mean that's that's a great way to uh regulate training intensity as well like even if mm-hmm. if you've had like a heavy lifting day the day before or a couple of days after if you've still got um the soreness or even like a heavy parkour day and yeah you know if you kept your shoes on you would still go hard the next day and then like risk overtraining it might be a good yeah. way just to moderate yourself by going barefoot and yep. and also having fun with the novelty of that uh or yeah. or, or thin soled shoes if if uh, there's too much glass around or whatever um just that way to make sure that you don't do too much just by yeah. like altering training and adding this constraint onto your training i think people used to do that anyway with uh like a lot of people used to swear by feus because um because they were thinner and because their knees were bad it would stop them doing um two big jumps i guess like they wouldn't get carried away in their training because they'd feel it more and get this this feedback um but yeah. yeah
1: yeah exactly yeah
0: (laughs) i think that's a that's a good place to end it i guess we've been rattling on for a while um
1: yeah yeah
0: any uh it's been good it's been good yeah it has been good it's been pleasure talking to you man um i'd love to see you and train with you again because it has been has been a while really want to come to la
1: yeah yeah you guys should i mean i think kings of the concrete is right around the corner you guys should uh Pop oh, I mean, you
0: can. Shit. yeah yeah we should make a we should make a video and get it out before
2: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> because they've taken some... nearly a year to get their one out
1: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: Were you talking about another event or are you talking about they're doing like a premiere or something
1: i think i mean this year's one is less in like april i think okay
0: yeah. okay yeah yeah Are they doing the have they got already got the um online um qualifier event uh competitions underway for that because i know that's how they did it last year and i assume the people that were qualified last year or at least podiumed last year got in are in i believe so
1: yeah i don't i don't follow it too closely but i I believe yeah
0: yeah yeah I i don't follow it close enough but i'm really looking forward to um them coming through with uh getting it out because as in the the last year's one
1: um yeah yeah no it was it was it was awesome last year like just having so many athletes out here and it was such mm. a great vibe and did you catch it in um, person
0: or did you just train with everyone while they were down
1: i just trained with everyone while they were down i was uh i think that was a bad decision i didn't want to pay for the ticket but
0: in hindsight (laughs) (laughs) wait how much were the tickets
1: it was only like 50 dollars
0: okay yeah, I yeah. saw they had like VIP tables and stuff, which is very tempest, very LA Hollywood.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but this this year for sure, like I'm gonna go because uh, everyone that went, they guess they got all this free gear, like more than fifty dollars worth of free gear. I was like, okay, just that's worth it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, fair, but, fair. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Right but then, I'm and- I'm hoping I'm hoping to come out to to Europe this summer. We'll see.
0: Sweet. What, any events you're trying to get to?
1: Um, not not to that visit. I... Yeah, more just to visit. So if there are events, yeah, maybe you can let me know and I'll, I'll, try, to, I'll try to be there. But, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Any final words to the Star Podcast um, listeners?
1: Final words? I mean, I think, I think the hope is just that everyone finds something to do that feels true to themselves um i think for me like for the time being like barefooting has been that like it feels like a very deep expression of of who i am and and how i am trying to navigate the world and uh i don't think it matters like whether you do parkour whether you dance or or whatever it is i think the hope is that everyone just finds something that is true to themselves Um,
0: yeah yeah, yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah i can yeah. genuinely see that that everything everything that you're putting out right now is 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 very much you and everything that's like led to this point as yeah
2: yeah
1: yeah super cool yeah it's it, it's been a cool journey for sure
0: yeah <laughs> really looking forward to um to what you put out in the future and as uh sam kopak said you collaborating with uh um <laughs> uh pedro and um pedro thomas i mean and uh urban and and some of the other nature parkour guys Dave kelly as well yeah he might be old but get him involved
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure yeah i mean i I think we're making waves i think we're making waves it'd be it'd be cool to see yeah
0: yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, i want to get involved i want to climb some trees and jump about barefoot all right thank you so much for your time yeah of course thank you listeners for listening